This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk ride-hailing now. There's long-awaited regulations in BC ride-hailing out this week. And for people who have been waiting years to get Uber, Lyft, and these other services, they were celebrating because they liked what they saw there. There are very wide geographical operating areas for the ride-sharing companies when they're up and running in the fall. And also, most critically, no maximum limit on the number of ride-hailing vehicles allowed on the street. So there'll be no cap on the maximum number of vehicles out there uh, as Uber, Lyft, or these other ride-hailing company cars. That's a good thing from the perspective of Uber and Lyft. That's what they wanted. For the people who want these services, they were happy with that. The taxi companies, though, they're mad as hell. They wanted to see a cap on the maximum number of ride-hailing vehicles on the street. The B.C. government also expressing some concern. Could this lead to traffic chaos and gridlock if there's too many Uber and Lyft cars out there looking for rides? Let's check in now with Mike Farnworth. He's the B.C. Solicitor General. Very pleased you can make some time, Minister. Good morning. Thanks a lot for coming on. So let me let me get your thoughts on on this about the issue of the caps. You've got some concerns about it, right? Yeah. No, we said that uh, we have some concerns uh, about uh, the fact there was no cap placed uh, by the Passenger Transportation Board in terms of the number of licenses, um, because we note that in one of the areas, you know, around the cruise ship terminal, uh, Canada Place, they did uh, put in place uh, um, a restriction recognizing that uh, congestion and safety was going to be an issue. And that was something that uh, we have been concerned about in terms of, and has uh, one of the issues that's occurred in other jurisdictions, uh, is that you can get some significant congestion uh, taking place. And we felt uh, our view was it would be much easier to uh, get a better understanding by um, putting a limit on the number of uh, of uh, licenses at the beginning, and then over time, once you, there's the data and, every, and the information is there, you're able to expand it. But the uh, the Passenger Transportation Board is is independent of government, and these are the uh, these are the changes that uh, that they have announced, the policy changes that they've announced. Okay, that's a board, of course, that's appointed by a cabinet order. So couldn't you overrule them? I understand. I take your point that it's independent, but you could fire the board, bring in a new board if you wa- if you really wanted to, couldn't you? Um, well, the board is is independent, and I don't uh, think you just go in and fire a board. Um, you know, when you set somebody up to do a job, you don't go and fire them when you said they're independent just to to uh, because you, you you've got some concerns with the decision. Yeah. One of the things that the uh, the passenger transportation board indicated when it made its policy changes is that uh, it would. Uh, uh, be in a position that it would be able to look at some of these issues uh, that have been raised uh, in the future. And that's one of the things that we would like them to do is uh, to review, uh, for example, in four to six months after ride hailing starts, the data um, around uh, trips, wait times, all of those things in terms of being able to determine, okay, do we have the right number of licenses? Do we need to, to, to put a cap on? That's something that, uh, that, they, that they are able to do. And the requirement in terms of the legislation is, and in terms of ride hailing in British Columbia is you have to uh, um, collect that data that they would need to be able to do that. 
Okay, most other cities, Minister, do not have a cap on the maximum number of ride-hailing vehicles allowed on the street. I understand there are some exceptions. New York, I believe, is one. But mm-hmm. most other cities, like Toronto, for example, Seattle, other cities like that, there's no cap and there's no problem and there's no traffic gridlock. It seems to work fine. Why are you concerned about the lack of a cap here? Because we are looking at other jurisdictions. Uh, we already know in, in, you know, in, in, in Vancouver uh, and Metro that we can have, um, you know, pretty bad gridlock uh, and traffic can get pretty, uh, you know, tied up at times. And what we would like to make sure is that that, that is not as much as possible going to be an issue. Uh, we know that there are other jurisdictions that are seeing, are, uh, you know, that that is taking place. And, and New York is a, a place that has uh, not the best traffic as well. And they're saying, hang on, um, you know, we need to look at right. this. So, so this is one of those things where the view of, of government was, look, it's, it's easier to, to, uh, to increase the, the number of licenses over time if you have a cap on, as opposed to saying, okay, trying to perhaps scale back. Okay, but you've already brought in a requirement for a class four commercial mm-hmm. driver's license for ride-hailing uh, drivers. Does that not immediately, drastically cut down the pool of eligible drivers immediately? I mean, isn't that a check or a break on the number of, of potential drivers right even before you start? Well, not necessarily. I mean, we've already seen in Alberta um, that uh, they brought in uh, uh, ride-hailing with class four requirements. There's already around, I think, about 160,000 people in British Columbia who have uh, a Class 4 uh, license uh, already. Um, so yeah. that's not necessarily, um, you know, uh, a break on it. Um, so hmm. what we think is important is that the, the data is collected in four to six months. We'd like to see the transportation, the Passenger Transportation Board look at, uh, look at this issue. Uh, the Class 4 license is also, um, um, you know, the primary reason the Class 4 license is around safety, uh, which we view as critical in terms of the introduction of ride-hailing uh, here in B.C. Uh, we know that it, uh, Class 4 license is, you know, is, is less likely to be engaged in an accident, about 13% according to the, uh, the stats from, IC, from ICBC. So okay. we think the Class 4 license is important. Speaking to Solicitor General Mike Farnworth, Minister, the taxi industry is mad as hell. They're demanding a meeting with the Premier. They're threatening a lawsuit over this. They say that you guys have broken your promise to them, that you promised them a level playing field. They say you haven't delivered on that. What do you say to the taxi companies? Look, we've worked, I mean, I understand uh, their concerns. Whenever there's change like this, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's, going to be, uh, uh, there's going to be issues. And that's why we've said that uh, we would like the, uh, the Passenger Transportation Board to look at their d- data, uh, review the data around uh, the licensing uh, issue. We think that's important. Um, we've, ex- we've done uh, a lot of work in terms of leveling the playing field. So, for example, uh, there's not been an opportunity to, to increase the supply with 15% more licenses uh, to be able to use app-based technology. Um, we've brought in a per-trip fee of $0.30, cents, which only applies to ride-hailing companies, not the taxis. Uh, the flag rate uh, for, uh, for ride-hailing companies is the same uh, as that of taxis. Um, so, you know, a lot of work has gone into and a lot of consultation has taken place in terms of trying to ensure um, yeah. that we have a, a, lane field, a level playing field. But <clears throat> we're also aware that there are, there are still uh, concerns. Okay, by the way, when it comes to the, the prices being the same as for taxis, I wonder if you could just clarify one thing. I, I understand that the call-out charge, as it's known, so when you get into the vehicle, 
the amount that's charged immediately would be the same as when as getting into a taxi would the per kilometer charge be the same as taxis like is the price going to be exactly the same as taking a taxi no 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 it's the it's the flag rate which is the the rate you just described when you get into the taxi will okay. be will be the same okay so but you, but, but you also they, they you cannot use discounts to get lower than that either Okay. Okay. So, is it gonna is uh, is ride hailing going to be cheaper than taxis overall? Like, is the per kilometer charge potentially well, the, cheaper? The, 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 there are different. There will be differences in the trips. I mean, the ride hailing companies, the taxis are regulated by the price of what they can charge. The ride hailing companies, apart from that, will be able to do uh, the issues uh, around surge pricing, for example. So, at high demand, okay. you may well see uh, an Uber or a Lyft or ride-hailing uh, um, car costing more than a taxi, for example. Wow. Okay, I'm speaking to Solicitor General Mike Farnworth. Minister, while I got you, what's the latest on uh, Surrey Police? You've had that report on the city's desire to transition to a municipal police force and get rid of the RCMP. You've had that report on your desk a long time. What's the status of mm-hmm. that? Uh, we're working uh, cooperatively. Uh, my staff are working cooperatively with the, uh, the staff in the, uh, the city of Surrey. And in due course, we will have something uh, to, uh, to say. Why is it taking so long? As I said, you know, there's a, this is a, a very uh, you know, complex issue. There's a lot of work to it. And um, my staff have been working uh, very closely with the, uh, the city of Surrey. And when we're in a position to, uh, to make uh, further comments on, on the status, we will be able to do that. Do you have any concerns about the plan that's been presented to you so far? We are working really well. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what uh, I've instructed my staff from the beginning. Surrey staff have been instructed to work, be working with us, and the work that needs to take place is, is, is underway. And right, uh, right now, uh, that's what's happening. Right. I mean, as you approach that review for transitioning to a local police force, I mean, do you start, do you start with a, a desire to give the city what they want? I mean, this is a, a mayor and council that were elected on a promise to, to bring a local police force to the city of Surrey. Is that your starting point, that you want to give them what they want, or are you prepared to say no to them? The, the starting point, of course, is uh, the Police Act and the requirements of the Police Act for whatever community, um, what, whatever a community wants to do. And so there's our, there are statutory obligations as Solicitor General uh, in ensuring that there's a transition plan in place. Um, but the key to that, of course, is uh, my staff and the Surrey staff being able to work on the issues, being able to work on the information that's required. Uh, when, that's, uh, when, when we're able to, uh, to, to, to move forward on that or to say, okay, here's, what, here's what, uh, what, what's going to happen, then right. we'll be in a position to, to say something. And, you, and you're getting good cooperation from the city, are you? Yes, we're getting good okay. cooperation from the city. Minister, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. All right, I appreciate it. That is Mike Farnworth. He's BC's Solicitor General there weighing in on ride-hailing. You heard him express concerns there about the possibility of too many Uber, Lyft, and other ride-hailing vehicles on the street potentially creating traffic gridlock. He says they want to have a review after four months, maybe scale back the number of ride-hailing vehicles on the street if there are too many. What do you think about that? Phone me on the buzz line and tell me what you think.